Good morning and welcome to Chamber Files, the podcast brought to you by the Downtown Chamber of Commerce. It's purpose to educate and entertain you and to bring you uh, our guests, which are chamber members, to let you know about what they do and why they love living in Des Moines. You know, the chamber is amazing. It's the ACCE 2018 Chamber of the Year. So we're proud of that and we love our events and we'll share some more on our calendar and what things are coming up. It's events that people love to come to. In fact, they gravitate towards them, which is a good segue into our next guest, Jeff Wood, the owner of Gravitate Coworking Space. Jeff, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sid. And Jeff, you and I are friends, so this could be a little trouble. So we'll just talk about the good stuff. But uh, Jeff, talk to me about your journey into opening up Gravitate and a coworking space. Let's start from way back when. Yeah, I don't know how far back, way back when is, but uh, this business kind of came about five or six years ago. There was uh, some other places that entrepreneurs were gathering in Des Moines to work together. One of those announced it was going to close in three months. So we were kind of in a little bit of a pinch, like what's going to happen for the community. And uh, we had a couple of meetings with entrepreneurs saying like, what does Des Moines need next? And the three things that I heard were low-cost, high-density office space, an event space for things like startup weekends and uh, lunch and learns and things like that, and then a front door to the startup community. So I heard those things. I wrote a blog post. I called it an entrepreneurial center of gravity for Des Moines, and here we are in 2019, and we have two co-working spaces that we call Gravitate Co-working that and all built from from that those initial conversations back in 2014. And now you have one downtown, and that's great because the chamber downtown chamber office is in Gravitate, which is cool. Uh, the second great. location yeah. is West Des Moines, correct? It is, in Valley Junction. So we look for dense neighborhoods to put these in because people that want to come work together, and I said entrepreneurs, which is where we started, but it's much broader than that now. They're people that want to be around other people, right? So. Not only do they have density within our office space that they want to, but they want to be able to walk to coffee and restaurants and things like that. So mm-hmm. Valley Junction was a natural second location for us because it's kind of a, you know, it's like a little downtown square, except it's a strip, but in the middle of, you know, what is a fairly suburban area going Thank west. You. Now, outside the economics of it all, which is finding a place to work without leasing and renting an office that you don't need. Uh, what are some of the other benefits of having a co-working space for young entrepreneurs and startups? Yeah, I think the, the the big piece is kind of what you said. It's the flexibility and the ability to start working on day one. I think those are the two important things. So if you're starting a business, you don't know where you're going to be in five years or seven years, which would be a traditional commercial lease, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're going to need 3,000 square feet or if you're going to be out of business. So starting with a place like ours... You could start with a desk or not even a desk, kind of like a floating membership, and then scale as the company grows. And then most companies don't grow like a hockey stick. They go up and down. So we allow people to get bigger and smaller and still not have to change that until they eventually outgrow us, which unfortunately does happen. It's good for the company. It's not great for us. Right. But we also allow you to get started day one. So you're not having to go out to the internet provider and... Uh, get internet. You're not going to have to buy furniture and things like that. You can literally show up in our location and start working that day. And in those early stages of building a business, the more that you're working on the business, the the faster it is that you'll start to turn that first dollar. Is there a collaborative piece to it as far as people interacting with each other, which they wouldn't normally have met or worked together on? Or do you see that organically happen? Yeah, I think people are social animals, right? So you want to talk to other people throughout your day and The idea of working from your garage, like the Steve Jobs stories and Mm -hmm. things like that, or working from your basement 
and working alone. Like that's a great kind of idealized version of what entrepreneurship can be. But really where we see people uh, have success is when they have other people around them. If they're bouncing ideas off of them, you sometimes need somebody to tell you your idea is bad or challenge your, you on your idea. Your spouse, your cat may not do that for you. So you need to be around other people like us uh, in a place like ours. What we also see is that people gather and do the things you would in a traditional workspace, even though you're not all working for the same company. So maybe it's an Apple keynote and people want to watch what's coming next to the iOS platform. Maybe it's a women's soccer game that's happening during the day where, you know, everybody can go to the break room and kind of watch the game together or just walking to coffee. So we have about, I want to say 150, 200 people, maybe should have better stats handy, but uh, people that actually work in our spaces. Um, very few of those. I think the biggest company that works there is nine people, Okay, but people still interact together. We've had people build companies because they met in the place. We've had people build relationships because they've met in the place, that type of thing. It's the, that whole social piece that you'd have in any other big company. You're kind of getting the good part of that without necessarily the, uh, hey, we're all working right. You know, in, in this platform. You still get to work and choose the work that you want to do and the style you want to do it in a place like ours. Absolutely. And now Gravitate's not just limited to tech companies and startups, is it? It's not. I think we have that reputation because that's the background that I have. So we do have a lot of those people, but yeah. we want to be really broad. Like you said, the chamber is there. And I don't know that a lot of people would think that a co-working space is where you would find a chamber office. But okay. I think Jennifer would probably agree that it's been a really good uh, idea for us to get together with what we do. I joke sometimes that Jennifer gives more tours when you guys have board meetings and things <laughs> like that there than I ever do of the space. But that's been really great. We've seen some other chambers in Iowa do that recently, too. So I think the downtown chamber is kind of a trendsetter in that way. But when I think about the way that they work, they have their office is what they're paying for. But they get to use the whole 13,000 square foot facility without paying for the whole 13,000 mm -hmm. square foot facility, which I think is really good. Very cool. Uh, and I got on a tangent there. But we do have people of all types, a lot of marketing people that work there. We've had a guy that's a novelist come there. We've had uh, lots of different types of work. I t tend to say if your main tool is your laptop and that's mm -hmm. how you perform your work, then you're probably a good candidate to work in a space like ours. Okay. So talk to me about that. So if somebody's interested in using Gravitate as their workspace and do, is it like a membership thing? How does that work? Yeah, we do hourly, daily or monthly. So it kind of uh, is as flexible as your schedule you want it to be. Most people start with a monthly membership. That's uh, right now it's $175. That's a floating membership. So it's kind of like having a coffee shop where there's always a space for you, mm -hmm. but it may not always be the same space. And so, reliable Wi-Fi. And reliable Wi-Fi and yep. power and uh, air conditioning, which is important in the summer here and heat in the winter. Those types of things that you'd have to figure out yourself if you're going to go get a lease, right? Right. We have all that ready for you. Uh, and we have the coffee. And okay. is there like, a, is it a month-to-month -month thing? Is there a long-term commitment? How does that work? It is month to month for almost everybody that comes in. Some people that know they want to be there longer will ask for a discount. So we've kind of worked with people on that if they're going to commit to a longer term. But we want to sell the flexibility. That's part of why we do that. We also let people drop in for the day. Mm -hmm. So um, you can buy a punch card. So 10 days with like a prepaid lower price and then just use those whenever you need to come in. We have a lot of work from home people that every once in a while need to see somebody else. So they'll come do that or have a meeting and they don't want to bring somebody to their kitchen table right? or meet at a loud coffee shop. They can come with us. And then we have people that come in and run a conference room by the hour. So we do that with outside people as well. Offsite meetings for companies. Sometimes it's people just coming into town that need a space that's not like a hotel to have a meeting with their client if they're visiting Des Moines. Very cool. I have to ask you too, though, outside of, you know, your gravitate life, which is pretty much all consuming, because I 
pretty much always see you there. Uh, what do you do for fun? What's something else you're passionate about? Uh, that's a good question. I do think, uh, <laughs> that's always the hardest question to answer. My wife and I are both entrepreneurs, so we kind of focus on our businesses a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but we're big cycling fans. So, uh, we've had tickets going 20 some years now for there football. We'll spend a lot of time in Ames at football and basketball games. We also have a office dog that comes in. His name is Hercules. Mm-hmm. That's really a passion of my wife's that I've inherited. So we've always had labs, but she has trained him and he has, AKC titles as far as obedience. So canine good citizen is what they call it. He has two levels of that. And she recently passed the therapy dogs international test. So if you come to gravitate downtown and there's a yellow lab, that's about 70 pounds running around. He's very friendly. He is a therapy dog. He will bark every once in a while, but I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but that's a thing that we spend a lot of time with that dog. And uh, he's great. And uh, he comes to work with me probably three days a week just to kind of hang out with people. And I, I ask that you don't feed him. But other than that, you can, give him hugs or pet him or whatever you want to do. Now, I don't know if this is a summer thing and maybe it's just warm out, but I've known you for a long time now, Jeff, and this might be the first time I've ever seen you not in a hoodie. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just wondering, is that something you decided you're not doing anymore? Is it just because it's warm out? Explain to me. Uh, a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, yeah, it is. Warm. I'm sweating here. Yeah, It's a little bit warm out right now. So we'll come back to hoodies for sure in Yes. Uh, the colder months, but sometimes you feel like I, I have noticed myself like dressing older, you know, like, uh, I probably left the corporate world 10, 11 years ago, or right. at least the working for somebody else world. And there's something nice about not wearing, like, I don't know. I was never like a suit and tie guy, but mm-hmm. just being able to wear whatever you want dress right. for the situation. But for me, that's, that's usually never a tucked in shirt, whatever right. it is I'm wearing. But so. it's, it's more because it's like, you know, some people have bow ties, some people do hats, something. It almost becomes like your trademark, if you will. Yeah. And you're my hoodie guy, Jeff. I'm the that's hoodie guy. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I, uh, you and I were both in the, the Greater Des Moines Leadership Institute together. And yeah. that tends to have a formal look in meetings. And I would wear a hoodie and jeans a lot. And I think I got a couple oh, stairs the first yeah. time I did it. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. If you had to give a piece of advice to our listeners, chamber members, uh, it could be about startups, could be about co-working space. Uh, give me three things that you wish more people knew. Three things for advice? Yeah, just anything you'd like to impart to any of our listeners. Like, hey, maybe you should think about this. The first thing that jumps to mind is, I don't know him well. I know a lot of people in Des Moines know Suku Radia very well, but I met with him once 10 years ago, the only time I ever met with him. But he said something to me that day that sticks with me that I tell people a lot. And he said that whenever he were at people asking where he's from, when he's traveling, when I travel quite a bit for my job, and people say, where are you from? He always says Des Moines. He never says Des Moines, Iowa. And I think about that all the time. He's like, Des Moines is an important place. You should know where Des Moines is. You don't say Chicago, Illinois to clarify Correct. which Chicago you're talking about. There's only one other Des Moines, right? It's in Washington. It's tiny. Right. So he always says, like, I'm from Des Moines. And I don't, I, he told me that. I don't even know if he actually says that. But I thought about that a lot. So I never say Iowa. Not that I don't like being from Iowa, but I always have an air of, like, you should know about Des Moines because this is a happening place. It's a great place. It's an important place in our country. So uh, when I do travel, I always say Des Moines just like that. And it's funny to me when people don't because I catch it now. And now that you, now yes, said it's you, not, you're going to oh listen my God, for it. Again, yeah. Especially when you explain so. the whole Chicago, Illinois. I've never said Chicago, Illinois. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of been with uh, you know the branding of the DSM USA kind of thing. That's kind of what the intention behind that might have been too but i totally yeah. get yeah i, totally I don't know if they specifically were thinking along that line but that clearly conveys that to me and absolutely uh, i uh, i get a little bit i 
cringe, I guess, when I see like like um, the way people describe their cities like that. But the yeah. DSM USA is one that I really like, and right. I use that um, quite a bit. It's funny, like when a new chamber of commerce or convention visit bureau slogan will come out about a city, and you try to like say like, is that something I really want to say about my city? But I feel like DSM USA is is a real quick way to capture what we do, right. and and it's that same thing. Like it, this is a global city here in Des Moines, and treat us with that. Uh, now, I, like now, you've just basically ruined every interaction I've ever had with human beings. Now, because when they say <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa, I'm just going to get mad about it. But more importantly, I think that if somebody goes, "Where are you from?" I say Des Moines, and they ask a follow-up question like, "Where's that?" Then I automatically know we don't need to be friends anymore. Yeah, and you know what I think you'll find is that they won't ask. They know where it is. Right, that absolutely. type of thing. I don't so, know why yeah. we always explain. Absolutely, yeah. that's cool, Jeff. That's awesome. So now. Uh, one thing I want to talk about today, because I think most people need to know that, is, and I've uh, taken advantage of this a lot. Do you guys still do the open co uh, networking, the the day where people can come in? Not the way we used, used to? to do it. Right. So for about the first three and a half, four years of the business, we did uh, first Friday of the month was always a free co-working day, and then we had a happy hour after. And that was really strong probably for 75% of the time we did it. Like okay. we had a lot of people come in, but... As with any business, you have to think about your costs and the value of what we're doing. And what we really found is not just the cost of like coffee and beer and things like that for that day. It was more the stress on our staff Correct. of having to have that day ready. And we found that we weren't necessarily converting people that came to that into paying customers ever. Correct. So I think it was at the end of 2018. So not quite a year now that we've been doing it this way. We said we're not going to do it monthly, although some people still show up assuming or it's, <laughs> it's on old calendars that you get like copied across the, the door I'm the assuming yeah so now we do it on special days so I think we've had three or four this year so okay. the other thing that we realized is that people don't necessarily appreciate they'll take it take for granted something that's regular it's like oh it's first Friday well I'll just do that exactly that yeah but if we make it a bigger deal and do it more infrequently then we get a lot better turnout so we did it on Iowa co-working day which is March 13th uh, which was a Governor Branstad signed proclamation. One mm -hmm. of those, you can actually get those things done if you want to, which is really cool. Nice. Um, uh, so we did that uh, a couple of years ago, and we celebrate that every year. So we did that this year, and then we did it in August for International Coworking Day, which is a, another made-up holiday from the industry. But we did a free week that week and really put a lot of data behind it and a lot of thought. Uh, Abby Rowling, who runs our downtown space, really kind of thought about that, tracked visitors, tracked how many people opened the emails. We talked about that so that we could really see if those kind of free community days were actually serving a purpose for our business or were they just a nice thing to do. So I thought that was really cool. And I haven't digested all of that data yet, but um, that'll kind of inform the more of those that we do going forward. Perfect. Jeff, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? I, as a plug for you, I love showing up at your place and getting a chance to work there. I look forward to getting a punch card myself. Is for a person like me who has an office that can never get any work done because people are always coming by my desk and asking questions. I like the ability to go somewhere and just spend a couple hours just doing emails that's not a coffee shop because that's busy. And I just I hope people will take advantage of that. Uh, what's something you want to share? Yeah, two things real quick. One, October 9th, we're doing a presentation called Introduction to the Des Moines Startup Community, Startup Scene, I think. Uh, it's something I've done four times this year, and it's kind of a distillation of everything I've learned about building tech companies or entrepreneurial enterprises in Iowa in 10 years. We do it in an hour a night. We have drinks, that type of thing. We'll do that at our new space. So that's gone really well, but I'd appreciate it if, uh, if 
people look into that. If you're curious, if you're new to town and are curious about the entrepreneurial community, or if you've been working at a big company for a long time and want to spin out at some point in the future, come visit us for that. And second, just come check out our places. Like you said, you can do free tours, uh, punch cards, you know, start at like $10 a day. Mm -hmm. So uh, come check out what we're doing either downtown or in West Des Moines. And uh, I'd love to meet you. Jeff, it's been a pleasure to have you. Always fun to see you. Uh, appreciate everything you're doing for Des Moines. You know, you're one of those people that's uh, synonymous with where the city has come and where it's going to go. And we really appreciate you being here. Thank you for supporting the downtown chamber as well. And I look forward to seeing you again, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man.